Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Elemental Evan Show. Before we jump in to today's incredible episode, let's take a quick second to talk a bit about our guest and the incredible movement that he's a part of. So as many of you already know, alcohol plays a pretty major role in our social life here in the U.S. And while many people do have a healthy relationship with alcohol... There's also a lot of people who do not have a healthy relationship with alcohol. And, you know, it's important that we take a look at, you know, our social norms, for example, like alcohol, and evaluate them for what they really are. So, for example, with alcohol, it is literally a poison that, you know, not only takes a toll on the health of your liver, but also on the health of your gut, on the health of your brain, and can really affect the quality of sleep that you are getting, which, as you should already know, sleep plays a major role in so many different uh, portions of your health. Now, in some situations, alcohol has obviously also claimed the lives of many people through, you know, driving under the influence or even just literally through consuming too much alcohol. Now, also for those of you who don't know this, alcohol addiction is a very, very serious problem. Um, personally, I knew it was a problem growing up, but I didn't know the severity of it until I had seen some of it firsthand with other people and, you know, through this this uh, podcast, just learning about alcohol and the effects that it can have. So alcohol can literally cause withdrawal symptoms such as cold sweats, suppressed appetite, vomiting, diarrhea, headaches, anxiety, and many other symptoms. Now, in serious cases, people who are, you know, very addicted to alcohol and have been, you know, like drinking for multiple days in a row will actually need to be weaned off of alcohol as going cold turkey can truly be dangerous. This was really mind-blowing to me when I heard this news because uh, I did not know that alcohol could have that serious of an impact on the body. So while I am obviously not a medical professional and in no way am I trying to dictate how you live your life, what I am trying to do is provide you with information on the reality of, you know, where alcohol can lead to. Therefore, I'm beyond excited to see a movement of providing a beverage that can still alter the mind and body slightly, but in a healthier manner that doesn't require a full day of recovery and lead to serious addictions, right? So one of the leaders in this movement is the co-founder of the beverage company, Hyo. That's H-I-Y-O. And he's also a very good friend of mine. His name is George Yeomans. And he is the person that I've had the pleasure of having on the show today. So in this episode, we're going to cover uh, this interesting eye-gazing manner in which we actually met each other, and also how he came to found this alcoholic beverage alternative company that has amazing tasting beverages and helps you to still enjoy a night out with your friends without sipping on that boring soda water with limes all night, right? For those of you who are not big drinkers, you definitely know what I'm talking about. So the drinks at Hayo are packed with functional plants and mushrooms that can both open up your mind and make your body feel good at the same time while providing, you know, somewhat of a social lubricant that allows you to still enjoy your night. I personally can't wait for the day when I see these drinks found in, you know, every bar and nightclub so that this alternative can be a very accessible no-brainer to people who still want to go out but don't have to spend the entire following day, you know, just recovering from that night out. So, however, until that day is actually here, you can still find uh, Hyo drinks in select stores as well as on their website. So, the website is www.drinkhio.com. So, that's drink, D R I N K, Hyo, H I Y O.com. Our guest, George, has been kind enough to provide a 15% discount code. Just for being a listener to the Elemental Evan Show, which is Elemental 15, that's all caps, that's E-L-E-M-E-N-T-A-L-1-5. And so you can be sure to use that code at checkout and receive 15% off of your entire 
order. So once again, that's code Elemental, E-L-E-M-E-N-T-A-L-1-5 at checkout at the website drinkhio.com. And the link will also be in the show notes. So all you have to do is simply go to the show notes, click on there, and go ahead and get yourself some of these delicious Hayo drinks. My personal favorite is actually the peach mango. So if you do get some, make sure to give that one a try. And once again, just use the code ELEMENTAL15, which is going to be in the show notes and get 15% off your entire order. Get out there, everybody. Enjoy your social lives just as you normally have and do it without having a full day of recovery the following day. So enjoy your night, enjoy the drink, enjoy the presence of everyone else and still go out, have that social life and just don't get wasted. All righty, y'all. Let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Much love to everybody. I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Elemental Evan Show. Today, I have a very special guest here with me. We have a very beautiful story and how we met, which I'm very excited to share with all of you. And uh, yeah, without further ado, we have the co-founder of HIO. Um, this is George Yeomans. Welcome to the show, George. How you doing, man? Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me, and I'm doing great. Excited to, uh, excited for this conversation. Yeah, I think this is like one of the earliest podcasts I've filmed, you know, in terms of like in the day, uh, but we're making it work. Absolutely. Yeah. Bright and early, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Let's do this. Thing, yeah. so. Oh man. Um, so to get uh, a better idea of who you are, I like to do just some rapid fire questions. So let's start off with, uh, where are you from? Uh, so I'm from Westlake village, California. So about 40 minutes North of Los Angeles, like a sleepy little suburb. Very cool. Wait, uh, you said it's wet, wet North of Los North Angeles? of Los Angeles, yeah. Cool. So if you just go up the 101, mm-hmm. um, about 40 minutes, cool. you'll, you'll find us. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I know where you're based out of, but where are you based out of now? Uh, so I'm out of Venice. Um, yeah, Venice has been home for the last, I don't know, eight years or so. Yeah, and you have a pretty sweet spot here, like literally in the heart of Venice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, we're uh, filming in, in my office um, Yeah, for, for Ohio. We're literally uh directly under the venice sign so we're in the thick of it yeah <laughs> uh, for better for worse you get all the sounds of, of venice uh but it's also cool being right in the thick of it so yeah, yeah. We, we dig it 100 percent um let's see what's your uh favorite book favorite book um favorite book that i i read probably once a year and i gift it all the time is the obstacle is the way by mm, ryan holiday yeah um yeah, I don't know. That that book is like, I don't know, a Bible for me yeah. uh, in some ways. Um, favorite fiction book would be uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Mm. Um, I haven't heard of that book. Ernest Hemingway. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't read much of uh, Ernest Hemingway, but... Yeah. He's a gruff, kind of <laughs> angry <laughs> dude, yeah. to be honest, but his writing is awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I love that book. Yeah, to be fair, I think I read a lot of uh, like, quote unquote, like self helpy books, you know, and things yeah. like that. But like, Obstacle is the way. Um, like, the Daily Stoic is a is a daily book for me. Um, yeah. Ashley and I will do like tea and like meditation, and then usually we read the Daily Stoic. So, are you that. into uh, discipline as destiny? Uh, I'm into it yet? No, I haven't gotten into that. The only I have uh, the Daily Stoic, and then I have the um, uh, Courage is Calling. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the he just he just releases. Uh, or published, whatever you want to say, um, his latest book, and I'm listening to it on audiobook mm. right now. And uh, yeah, I, I'm just a big fan of Ryan Holiday, yeah. just in general, and Stoic philosophy. So yeah, yeah, really helpful in my life. So heck yeah, that's excellent. Um, all right, and favorite quote. Favorite quote. Um, so it's the last stanza of a poem by Rudyard Kipling uh, called "If," um, and it's if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. So um, it's got a lot of ties to me, uh, just from like family stuff. Um, I've got it tattooed on me. Dude, um, I was gonna say you knew that really well. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's my favorite poem. My grandma like framed it in my room when I was uh, a kid and um, it's just really stuck with me. I think it's, it's a beautiful poem about 
you know, not wasting time and uh, kind of even ties to the hat that I'm wearing, like living a life never wasted. So mm-hmm. um, in, in my own, you know, own ways that I connect it there. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that. That's amazing, man. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to definitely be getting into the whole, the wasted logo and high O and, and all of that for sure. But I think, uh, to start this off, we have to talk about like how we met. Like, oh. That was one of the most interesting ways to meet a person. Intimate. Yeah. Intimate. I can say I've never met a person in that way before. <laughs> um, but essentially like I'll, I'll kind of let you take the reins on this, but, um, yeah, like I'll, I'll just kind of set the scene. Like, uh, we went to a place called Still Life here in Venice, and there was a eye gazing, uh, <laughs> you know, eye, eye gazing meditation kind of, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so definitely a very uncomfortable situation, but like, what was, explain the experience and, and kind of what, what you felt. Yeah, so we were, <clears throat> we go in, it's, it's um, described as a 90 minute introduction to stillness. Um, you know, I'm in like comfy clothes thinking, do I need to bring a yoga mat? I'm going to sit, I'm going to chill. Um, this is going to be comfy, cozy, nice. Uh, and then instead, uh, this wonderful man starts leading us through this, this kind of stillness practice. And he says, pick someone that you don't know. Uh, and Evan, at this time, I did not know you. Um, and that's going to be your partner. And you guys are going to go through this together. And we're like, okay, cool. Um, and then he's basically like, now stare into one of their eyes. Mm-hmm. And then he just keeps talking through it. And you're like, okay, what's going on? And then it just keeps going. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, this, this concept of uh, eye gazing or um, just looking into, especially someone's eye that you don't know. Yeah. Um, it's really uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, to start, and um, it's also very intimate in a weird way. Super. And um, you know, I don't know how long it was. Yeah. It felt like forever. Um, I, uh, it it was one that I think originally uh, I was really. I don't know. I, I even felt like my body fighting it, like mm-hmm. not wanting to focus, wanting to almost laugh out of it yeah. with you. And, yeah. um, you know, the uncomfortable kind of like, I wasn't able to go to my usual, I guess, tricks of being in an uncomfortable situation where it's like mm-hmm. make a joke or try to make you feel comfortable or, uh, I don't know, like look away. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And it was a really interesting thing that kind of like mirrored back onto me the thought process that the thoughts that I was going through of of the typical things that I would use. And mm-hmm. it was just like, no, sit in it. And after a while, it, it felt like this final breakthrough of really feeling pretty calm in it mm-hmm. and enjoying it. And um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, it it, it honestly. It felt almost like chiropractic in a way of like, it was like, ah, oh, fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. And then it like cracked. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it was, it was honestly a really beautiful experience. And I think it was a, probably one of my favorite ways to meet a person yeah. that, I, uh, that I've ever gone through. Dude, hundred <laughs> percent. I think uh, it's also, I feel like you connect with a person almost better without speaking, right? Like I felt like, I understood more about you than someone who I would actually like speak to and try to like get to understand. Like I felt like not just the facade that we put on, right? When we first meet someone, but like literally like, I felt like I could tell like this guy is, you know, uh, very just like nice. And like, I could tell you're like wanting to like make this situation feel better. Like I was too. Yeah. And um, yeah, afterwards I just like had a connection that it was like, no, like I, like I know who you are, even though I don't know who you are, you know? Yeah. And that was pretty neat. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that probably us describing this on a podcast, people are like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. You're just staring at each other. But um, yeah, it, that was a profound feeling as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I felt like I, I knew you pretty well after a short period of time. Mm-hmm. felt like a long time. But, yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a really cool experience that... Um, you know, was, was difficult, was anxiety inducing. Yeah. And then, um, was even like mildly hallucinogenic. And I know that that sounds bizarre, 
um, just listening to this, but it was, I don't know, your, your vision almost starts playing some weird tricks on you Yeah. when you're just breathing and staring in one spot and you're a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. It was, it, it was, it was a very unique experience that I, I haven't, I haven't had anything like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I definitely, uh, I know the first portion of us staring that was like the most uncomfortable and I was super happy to close my eyes because I felt like at that point, all the like social norms of like not staring someone in the eyes is like right there in your face and you're wanting to like, you know, look away, smile, like whatever, you know? And then it was afterwards that we meditated, you know, envisioned like our younger selves, like even our younger selves, like, like playing as kids, right? And then once we opened our eyes after that, I felt so much more comfortable and just like at ease. And like, I, I, at that, it was at that point that I was able to just drop the guard and then just look at you and observe. And, and, and then at that point, that's when I started like, like you were saying, seeing like almost like a, a little bit of a glow around your body, like the outline of your body, I could see like a little bit of a glow. Um, there were times where your face was completely like pitch black, but I could see your eyes. There was times where I saw the hair, like I saw curly hair, which I thought was wild um, because you had cut your hair that day and, and that was such a trip. Um, so yeah, there was just crazy things that were happening, but uh, I really, I enjoyed that. And, and coming out of it, like, it was interesting to hear your perspective as well. And like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that it, if nothing, if nothing else, it was this really interesting experience of, okay, if, Look at what your mind can do when you're just thinking in a little bit of a different way. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, whether you want to get into like the untapped uh, power of your brain and and the way that we kind of work. um, And even like almost just going like forcing your mind into different um, kind of ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. It was just it was fascinating. So, um, I, I couldn't recommend it enough. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't say like, just go pick someone random off the street and stare at them. Like we did have, uh, you know, a awesome guy there that was really framing the experience. And I think as you said, like that invitation to play and be Mm -hmm. almost like curious and playful Mm -hmm. after, um, you know, after that period of closing our eyes too was, Mm -hmm. was helpful as well. Um, but yeah, it's a great way, uh, great way to meet you, um, and, and a special way to start a relationship. So. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I agree on that, man. Um, and then I was like pretty interested in hearing though afterwards. Then you were the founder of of Hio, which like for me personally, um, I mean like I'm not a huge drinker. I do occasionally enjoy a beer or wine, which has been like less and less and less over the years. But um, it was pretty wild because like. I had had multiple, um, I don't know what you would really call them, but like alternative drinks to alcohol, right? And one of them was Hayo, like I'd I'd tried it before. And um, yeah, it was just really cool to hear that like (laughs) you had this company and I was like, oh, that's so wild. Um, But like, I wanna definitely dig into that and kind of maybe just start with like where, where you came up with this idea, like what led to it, what led you down this path of, of wanting to create this incredible product, which I think is is really, really necessary in this time of, you know, day and age, right? Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think like uh, the the experience or, or the inspiration for most entrepreneurs is usually trying to solve some level of a problem. Mm-hmm. And usually it's, I think it's, it's oftentimes in your own life. Um, and for me, uh, I come from a family with kind of bad alcohol issues and my best friend, uh, college roommate and business partner, um, we, we both do. Mm-hmm. And back in April, 2019, we both had family members hospitalized with some alcohol related issues. And it was this weird kind of like coincidental and, and frankly kind of like traumatic experience, mm-hmm. uh, that caused us to cut back our drinking out of solidarity with those family members. And as we did, we started seeing just the profound need for something like Hayo in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, there, it, it was a lot harder to not drink and still maintain the social life that we did. Yeah. Um, for two main reasons. 
One was the societal pressure and the expectation and you know the maybe the circles that we ran in and, and continue to. Um, just having an expectation that the activity that we were doing for the weekend was going to be drinking. Mm -hmm. And and that if you're not drinking and going to bars, it's pretty damn difficult. And then right. two, it's the options that were out there. Um, all felt like lesser than almost like punishments in their own way to their alcoholic counterparts. You know, you have like, okay, I can get a boring soda water and lime. And yeah. it's just like, okay. Um, you can't get excited about that. Yeah. You can have uh, a soda and feel like you need to sit at the kids' table. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can have like a sugary mocktail and then you're like, well, I'm not even being healthy. Yeah. Or like an energy drink. And then your sleep's jacked up and you still wake up hungover in, in your own way. And it's like, why did I even not drink? Yeah. Um, and then even like non-elk beer, it, as, as someone that doesn't drink anymore, I'm excited that that exists mm -hmm. um, because it does make it a little bit easier. And... Um, but that's like beer without the feeling right. to me. Right. And then it's like, okay, well that's a sacrifice or that's a lesser than. And what we wanted to do with Hio was create a better than alcohol alternative. Like something that had a better value proposition than the status quo alcoholic drink, mm -hmm. right? Where you can get kind of like a stress relieving, mood boosting feeling that people usually seek from alcohol in those mm -hmm. kind of unwinding moments but have it come from healthy functional ingredients that, you know, don't lend themselves to abuse, yeah. um, that tastes great, that, you know, works within like that. If you are trying to live a healthier, happier life, if you are trying to drink less, Hyo can answer that call and not be one that is feeling like a sacrifice, but feeling like something that you're proud to hold in your hand, that you're excited to drink, mm -hmm. that type of thing. Right. Um, so that was really the impetus for it. And, um, yeah, that was that was where the the inspiration kind of came from, kind of a shitty moment. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to. Swear. No, you're good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, absolutely. just just kind of a, a shitty moment. Um, and and yeah, we're trying to enact some some positive change and and shift a societal norm that I think is is um, you know very very important and, and very um, timely. I mm -hmm. guess. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I so that leads me to a few questions. For one. Uh, are you represent? Obviously, I just buy you guys in stores. I don't actually go out to too many bars. But like, are you actually represented in some of the bars, at least locally, by chance? Yeah, so some local. Um, so like Winston House, Waterfront. Um, those are going to be some of the best places, like in Venice. But um, not to get too into the weeds of yeah. distribution, but. Uh, distributing product into bars and restaurants is a lot more high touch and a lot more time intensive mm. than getting into uh, retailers, which are called like off premise. Okay. Uh, so like you purchase the product and then you enjoy it off premise. Okay. Got you. On premise is like you enjoy the product on the establishment so, or like in the establishment. Okay. Wow. Um, so that would be like restaurants and bars. Right. 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 Um, so we're in a couple. Um, we're not in as many as we'd like to be, but... Mm. Um, we're a small team and it's kind of like, uh, trying to stay focused on doing one thing well. Yeah. Um, and then once we kind of get that under our belt, then moving into the next phase mm -hmm. right now, that's primarily direct to consumer. So just on drinkio.com, yeah. um, you know, like that's what we really wanted to focus on to start because you can know so much more about who your customers are, why they're buying, why they're not buying again. Like yeah, what are the things right. that they don't like? Right. Um, you know, and as a young company, like having that feedback loop is so important. Yeah. Where, um, and having the opportunity to educate, right? Like we're, you know, this new beverage in a new category with like adaptogenic and nootropic. And it's like, you know, it, that might get lost on the shelf um, a little bit or that might get lost in the bar. Um, but if we can control that narrative, at least to start where people can, initially meet us mm -hmm. um you know that's helpful right yeah um so that was a long-winded answer yeah no to are you in bars but yeah <laughs> i like it's it helpful. uh and, and also what would be because like you said like instead of just a boring soda water or a super sugary drink um what is it that you're putting in your beverages specifically that are creating the feel-good effect kind of or you know uplifting or maybe even like a down-regulating kind of drink where uh you know getting you into a calm state like yeah. what are what are the main kind of deals you use there because i know um 
for example, like I've had purely just like kava in the past, you know, which I enjoy. I, I like kava, but like, and I know that will get you into a very calm state. Um, and then also you don't use any sugar, right? Like, you don't, or do you guys use cane sugar? So or? we use a little bit of organic cane sugar. Okay, um, yeah. So I'll, I'll get into like, I'll, I'll be able to answer both of those yeah. questions. So um, we have six functional ingredients that kind of lend to uh, what we like to call the float um, is that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like we that. kind of like branded it almost. Um, but it's uh, ashwagandha, uh, cordyceps, lion's mane, L-theanine, ginger, and turmeric. Um, the, the reason, I mean, there's a specific reason for each of those ingredients. We kind of wanted to back into like the ideal social mood, which is probably stress-free, present, um, and maybe like a little kick of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't want it to be from caffeine because like I said earlier, um, you know, if, if you have a bunch of caffeine before you sleep, your sleep's going to be messed up. Right. You'll wake up not feeling refreshed the next morning. That's like a new version of the hangover. Right. Um, and the, the reason why we wanted to choose all the ingredients that we did um, was you know, they're all grass certified. So that's generally regarded as safe. They are not seen as, we didn't want to be a dietary supplement. We wanted to be a conventional beverage. Um, the other thing was that we wanted um, each of them to be like plant-based, each of them to be um, organic. We wanted uh, them to be accessible as well. Um, and I think that one of the the tough things about the ingredients that we put in there, all of them well good for you, none of them taste good. Um, so that's <laughs> yeah. why we had to put a little bit yeah. of organic cane sugar in um, because if you're just having like an ashwagandha drink, it's yeah. gonna taste like the earth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And cordyceps and lion's mane, like well great for you. Yeah. Um, again, not the most delicious things. Uh, and we wanted to create, you know, a delicious beverage that, you know, when you turn around the label, like, oh my gosh, there's so many things in there that yeah. are working together to kind of create that experience. Um, and then just kind of mentioning on, on kava, um, part of why we didn't want to use kava is um, just that it can be kind of tough on your liver, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and the, regulate, like the regulating that it causes or, or requires. Um, so we didn't want to substitute out alcohol with another thing that's like, Right, right. Maybe a little bit negative. We wanted something to be for sure everything that's in it is healthy for you. Other than the sugar, I know that that's like, you know, it, it's demonized right now. And we, we only have three grams of added sugar. Um, which is much lower than... Which is pretty low. Uh, we try to work it, uh, hard to not put too much in yeah. um, while still making a, a damn tasty beverage. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, uh, I'm trying to remember what like a can of Coke is at, but it's like 28 grams of sugar or something, plenty, right? Yeah. Plenty. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> three grams compared to 28, like it's much, much better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. Especially like, like you said, going out for a night of drinking, like getting one of those sugary, you know, mocktails or whatever, like it's yeah, going to be so much sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's amazing though. And, and so in terms of your sobriety though, and leading up to this company, like, did you yourself have issues with alcohol or was it mainly just a trend that you saw with your family that kind of, you were like, man, I need to put a stop to this. Yeah. I mean, so I think if you ask a lot of people that love me, they would say, oh no, he didn't have a problem. Like if I'm saying it publicly, Mm -hmm. um, and almost as like when I will mention, oh yeah, I'm sober. Um, some of my family members will be like, but he didn't have a problem. Like he just decided to in a way to somehow protect my reputation or something. Right. Right. Um, I identified as, as it was a problem to me because I think that I, I just ultimately I was, I was launching HIO and I don't feel like I drank too often, but I think I, when I would drink, I'd I'd get after it a little Mm -hmm. bit and the hangover is just would ultimately, I think I'm just someone who's naturally pretty hard on himself mm-hmm. and and tries to hold himself to a high standard. And the negative self-talk that I would have in a hangover would be brutal. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, look, this is holding me back from the best version of me. Yep. And not to say that now that I've, I've stopped drinking that I'm anywhere close to perfect, but at least it is, to me, I feel as though I am trying to chase the best version of myself and that is good enough for me. 
um, you know, when I'm looking in the mirror type yeah. thing. So um, I, I think it's just something that ultimately I feel like I'm better without it. Yeah. And that's why um, once I got over the, you know, the, like this, the standard habitual nature of drinking mm-hmm. and the, like, the reward center that it kind of can be for you. Um, Once I got over that and started changing uh, my expectations or habits around it, it it really hasn't been too, too challenging. And sure there's times that every once in a while it's like, yeah, a drink sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. For me, the benefits have just been so much greater than that. So it really hasn't felt like a sacrifice. It's, it's more about, you know, what it's made space for yeah. in my life. Um, and, and most of that's a lot better than yeah. the other stuff. Well, uh, I've got like kind of two parts to the, the answer here that I want to give you. It's like, first off, uh, with alcohol, because like you said, the benefits are so much better. And I think it takes time to notice that, right? Um, but one of the main things that uh, a friend of mine said that I really, really liked was with alcohol, it's like you're always just like one moment away from having like the worst night possible, right? Like throughout, you can have a really great time. You know, I mean, there's been times where I've been out drinking and just had like incredible time, you know, such awesome, uh, you know, going out, hanging out with friends, whatever. And there's also been nights where it's been like one of the worst freaking nights because just something happened, you know, someone got triggered, you know, what, and it's like, it's so true. Like you are one moment away at all times from just having like a terrible night. So um, that alone, I'm like, is a really good reason for me to not really care to drink. And then also I think, um, and I don't know if, uh, I don't know how true this is, but I definitely feel that here in America, we have kind of like a bad relationship with alcohol, in my opinion. And the reason I say that is because, you know, uh, growing up, it was like, when you would go out and drink, it was like, you were going out to get messed up. You weren't going out to enjoy a glass of wine at dinner, right? And so, when uh, my fiance Ashley and I, we went to Spain to visit some of her family out there and we were gonna go to this festival. And so her, uh, all her cousins were like, let's go grab like a little bit of liquor at the, at the liquor store and, and you know, we'll drink before we head out, right? We were young, like still in college. And so we're like, yeah, yeah. So we go to the liquor store, we get like a bottle and then we were ready to just go check out with just the bottle, right? And like, we're thinking we're just gonna take shots. Also pretty cheap at this time, right? And so then her cousins are like, what the heck are you guys doing? Like, we need ice, we need mixing, you know, we need cups, we need, like, we're gonna enjoy this. Like, what are you guys trying to do? Like, it's super messed up, you know? And so anyways, uh, yeah, like just seeing that, I was like, oh, that's so weird. Like they, they want to like enjoy the drink, you know, like well, this is odd, you know? Um, and so just seeing that and then now in like my health journey, seeing like uh, the blue zones uh, where these communities who are living super long, they still consume alcohol from time to time. But the way they do it is so almost like ritualistic, right? Where it's like, they only drink in the presence of others. They only drink at this time, you know, like after a certain hour, right? And with friends and it's only like one or two glasses or this kind of alcohol, you know? So it's like, there's a lot of boundaries set up around it. It's not just drinking anytime, whatever you want. Like there, it's, a, it's a very, almost like, like a ritual where you're enjoying the presence of someone else, which, you know, I'm like, if you are gonna drink, like it should be to enjoy the presence of other people, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think like the, I definitely am not one to like yuck anybody's yum. Like yeah. if, if you like drinking, like all good. But I think it's just like taking a hard look and saying, is this, is this like dampening your shine at all? And if so, then like reframe your relationship and compartmentalize the parts of your life that in, like involve alcohol and maybe make sure that, it's not going to be hindering you, right? Like by virtue of whoever is listening to this podcast, like it is so much about optimizing and like, and prioritizing your health and those things. Like I imagine that a lot of people who are listening are people that want to chase the best versions of themselves. Right. And I think that there's no way that you can have that with a unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Mm -hmm. And there's no way that you can have that with like, honestly, often consumption. Yeah. I, I just, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so, you know, I think that it's, but life isn't about like just restricting and making like, oh yeah, I'm so healthy, but I'm not enjoying myself. Like right. that's not it at all. But it is to me, I think it's just like, don't do stuff that, that dampens your shine. Um, and for me that, that was alcohol. Um, and you know, you, ultimately it's about like finding balance for yourself and what, what a balanced lifestyle looks like for me might look different for you. And for me, it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't drink. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I like my co-founder still drinks a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, my other co-founder, Sydney, like she'll <laughs> not to like put her out. Yeah. It's like, she's, <laughs> she's drinking all the no, time, no, yeah. but she'll, she'll drink more often. Yeah. And it's like, you know, my fiance has the healthiest relationship with alcohol, like mm-hmm. anyone that I've ever seen. And she'll drink, you know, relatively often, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it doesn't, doesn't throw her off at all. So yeah. it's just like, find what works for you. I guess. Yeah. Um, well, it's also, I think like the most important thing there is also the relationship with it, you know, because, um, up until recently I had never really seen someone really go through a, like, you know, through rehab or, you know, like literally having a detox from drinking for a week straight. You know what I mean? Like once I saw that, I never knew how intense alcohol could be. Right. Like, um, I always just thought it was like a hangover the next day. And then I saw someone who literally, you know, was having a hard time, like eating food was like, you know, having like cold sweats and shakes from alcohol, right? Like completely blew my mind. And really, I think that's what really kind of like opened my mind to like, whoa, this is like really powerful. So, I mean, it's a poison, right? Yeah. It is, it's absolutely a poison and, and the, the dose is the poison, I guess. But um, it is, it's definitely, I think it comes down to the relationship with alcohol, but I think it's cool to have Hio, you know, and like have this alternative where now it's like, Maybe you go out and you enjoy a drink, but then like you don't want to be all effed up the rest of the night. So you go ahead and you switch over and have that or you start your night out with that and just, you know, get the float on and enjoy your evening that way, you know, um, and then don't have to deal with any of the repercussions. Yeah, I mean, we're like, (laughs) like peeling back the curtain. It's like we're trying to like almost sneak health and wellness into the social setting. Yeah, it's like I love it. So move that and just set that there and Mm -hmm. like, hey, we're everybody good. Yeah. Um, So. I don't know. I, I think that it's, it, especially in a world where I think stress is kind of at an all time high. Mental health is, is probably at like an all time low. Right. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of aligns in that like alcohol is a depressant. Mm. Again, I don't mean to just be harping so negatively. No, no. Alcohol, right. Right. Um, but that's part of what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Is, is support that, that journey of like a healthier, happier you. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, you know, we all make decisions that are informed from our experiences and I've seen so profoundly the negative effects of alcohol in in my lives, in my, my own life, but in the lives of those I care about, Mm -hmm. um, that it just was like, yeah, this has to happen. This has to exist. And I think that what we're seeing is there's, you know, there's more information coming out on the negative effects of alcohol and there's also more just excitement around prioritizing your health mm-hmm. um, in all aspects, in yeah. all areas of your life. Yeah. And we're just trying to answer that call in, in kind of that unwinding post 5 p.m. like social yeah. occasion. Yeah. So. Well, also, uh, what I think is so important about this is, um, have you heard of the Harvard study that was expanded over like 75 years, like almost 80 years long where they tracked like I don't know, 700 men uh, from 1930 something to like 2008. Did you hear about that no, study? So the, the thing that they found that was the number one like key to longevity and like mental and just physical health overall was like the quality of relationships mm-hmm. and like, uh, you know, social life essentially, right? Yeah. Like your community. And that was the number one thing, regardless of your economic in, like status, like uh, where you started off as a kid, your um, 
you know, your race, like any of that stuff, right? Because they also took, they took like Harvard graduates, but then they also took people who were just like, you know, from a city, you know what I mean? So uh, it was really interesting to see. And we also see it with like Blue Zones where they have amazing like sense of community, right? And so uh, I think that's one of the main things is like with alcohol, it's always like, I would love to go out and hang out with you, but I know you're going to be going out to this bar doing that. You know, it's like, I just don't want to get messed up, you know? And, and yeah, and I don't want to chill on a soda water with a lime in it, you know? And uh, so I always like pre like high-o, you know, it was always like, well, if you're going to go out, okay, it's okay to have like a drink or two uh, because, you know, it's worth the benefit of being with the people that you love and, and like fostering that relationship. But I think it's cool to be able to have the best of both worlds. Yeah, dude. I mean, look, I think it's totally backwards in our society that we have to like sacrifice our mental and physical health to feel social, to feel like stress-free, to feel included, like all of that stuff. I mean, that's, that's backwards. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I think with HIO and, and with some of the other like kind of options that exist, like that doesn't have to be the case. Anymore. Right. And that's something that I'm insanely proud of and excited to hopefully continue to permeate throughout our society in a, in a more um, widespread way mm -hmm. that, you know, abstaining from alcohol in the social occasion is not just accepted, but even like celebrated to a certain degree. Um, so, you know, we've got our work cut out for us, but, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, with the whole wasted logo. So I heard you mention earlier that like, obviously not getting wasted, but, uh, a life wasted, like how, so what, what, what does that mean to you? Like, yeah. So I think that, I mean, one, it's kind of just like a playful, like living a life never wasted. Wasted is, um, you know, when you're wasted, it's, you know, you're messed up on alcohol, but then also living a life never wasted. Like if, I think something that has always resonated really strong with me is if you're not trying to be the best version of yourself, then what are we doing here? Mm -hmm, right. Like if it is there no, I think there's really not too many more altruistic and, and worthy goals to focus on um, in this life because it's one that obviously you benefit from, but everyone in your sphere of influence mm -hmm. does as well. And if you are chasing that best version of yourself, I think that's, that's what it means to kind of live a life never wasted. If you're wasting your, your talents or your empathy or your, like, your ability to connect with people, if you're wasting your health, like those things I think will ultimately kind of eat at you. And, and I think ultimately, at least for me, the disparity between kind of where you're at and where you know you can be yeah. um, will eat at you as well. Mm -hmm. And and I think that this idea when, when we were creating HIO of, of living a life never wasted really resonated with me and I think it's caught on in some some capacity um, that, that, you know, we, we, we should try to be chasing yeah. the best version because... Um, you know, it, it's a, it's a profound thing. This, this life is a gift. And if you get to chase that, I think you'll feel, um, a lot better when, when you're looking in the mirror. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not about like necessarily like getting there, but it's the pursuit of it. Yeah. Right. Um, that's, that's made all the difference. And, and I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think also if, if I'm just being pretty open, um, if I have regret in my life, it's that I drank too much in my like early twenties. Hmm. I think I wasted some of that time. I, I think I wasted my opportunity in, in college and, um, and even like right out of college. Um, it was just too much of a, um, you know, an, an easy opportunity. Like I think if, if there's one thing, that I regret, it's a little bit of that. So mm. maybe there's a portion of that kind of inspiring, yeah. the, the wasted. Yeah. So. No, for sure. I mean, at, at least you're at a place where you've understood that, right? And you're able to move forward. And um, I think like 
going back to almost like the, hop, the obstacle is the way, right? It's like if you're wasted, right? If you're constantly getting wasted and uh, you know, you're, you're not living to your full potential because obviously you're gonna have recovery days and you're just not gonna be at your top level. It's like, how are you gonna respond to that obstacle? Are you gonna shy away from it? Are you gonna face it head on and grow from it? You know, and, and so, uh, yeah, that can play out in so many ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, I think like positive momentum is a really powerful thing. And if you have these like full stop breakage days where you are hung over mm -hmm. and you have negative self-talk, yeah. you are not proud of like maybe the night before your or you just feel like shit and you yeah. just don't feel like you can be the best mother or the best partner or yeah. the best like friend, whatever. Yeah. Um, that kind of eats at you. And for me, it, it was like in some weird way, it was like, you don't deserve to have your dreams fulfilled. You yeah. don't deserve to be fully happy. And uh, again, that's, that's just my experience. But I think that the, if you commit to something and you commit to like trying to be the healthiest, best version of yourself and you stick with that, that positive momentum starts rolling down the hill and in a really awesome way that, I don't know, for, for me, it just felt like things started coming together yeah. um, in a lot of ways. Not to say that it was a panacea and everything just like, all good now. Right, right. Um, but it's, it's awesome to see those kind of the, the feeling of what if I, what if I, I didn't have any off days? Mm -hmm. How, yeah. how much could I achieve in whatever goal that you're setting? Like mm -hmm. whether it's like you're a young hustler who's trying to make a name for himself with your business or whether you're like a like old grandpa yeah, and yeah. you just want to like spend more time with your kids mm -hmm. or, or your grandkids or whatever. I think, having no off days yeah. lends itself to a better version of that. Exactly. I mean, imagine the productivity level of, of a person who has to take off days to recover, right? As opposed to a person who doesn't. I mean, that's, even if it was just one day a week, like that's 24 hours, you're, you know, okay, like let's just make it daytime, like 12 to 16 hours of the day that you have that the other person wouldn't, or the other version of you wouldn't if you were right. having to recover. And even like, I, I thought about, um, like with working out, like now there's this whole thing of like working out up to the point of like, just before you get exhausted, just before you have to like mess up your muscles and recover for three days later because you're so sore, but getting to the point where like you build just enough and then the next day you can go back and repeat because you didn't like over exhaust the muscles and it's the same deal, you know, it's if you're really trying to get that 1% better every day or whatever, like not having an off day is gonna be massive and I think that was, uh, naturally one of the really big things for me is like I get really bad hangovers when I do drink and so then it was like the entire day was just wasted like yeah. laying around you know and, and it really got to me I did not like that at all well and and also like if you do make those type of decisions like and let's say you waste the next day like maybe you're one of those psychopaths who's able to like wake up work out and just like, <laughs> yeah. crush through that yeah yeah i wasn't yeah and it just would be like okay that decision to drink led to overconsumption that mm. then led to me feeling like crap the next day sleeping in ordering like a breakfast burrito yeah. and like sitting on the couch watching netflix or yep. something not getting into my community not getting outside not getting active um, then feeling bad for myself and then feeling like the next day, maybe I'm still even a little bit hungover into my Monday, not feeling like on fire to, to focus on the work that I needed to do. Um, then feeling guilty about it. It's just like, there's this, there's this negative slippery slope kind of thing yeah. that when you can connect positive, um, decisions, it just has the complete opposite effect where it's mm -hmm. like this positive momentum, I guess, or, or positive slippery slope. I, I don't know yeah. what, what to exactly call it, but <laughs> yeah. um, that's been one of the profound things that I've seen. Uh, and I encourage people, you know, even if it's alcohol is still going to be a component of your life, like maybe taking breaks off yeah. and just seeing how you feel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sorry to get like preachy. No, no, I love it. I really don't mean to, but I also, it's just been such a positive thing in my life yeah. that I want to share that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, no, I mean, we're not here to tell anyone how to live their life, but just provide Definitely the option, not. you know? 
Definitely not just trying to kind of uh, give my experience yeah. In, yeah. in case it might inspire someone to check it out. Love it, man. Um, well, let's go ahead and let everyone know where they can find you, where they can find Hi-O. Um, yeah, any last pointers you want to share? Maybe uh, also just talk about maybe a couple of the drinks if you want, which obviously are just super delicious. I actually like to drink them, not even in terms of like substituting alcohol. I just, I, I like the flavor and it's a little bit of a nootropic, I think in some ways. So um, yeah, feel feel free to share whatever you'd like to hear. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can check us out at drinkhio.com um, on Insta, Facebook, uh, TikTok, all drinkhio. Um, we got three flavors, peach mango, watermelon lime, blackberry lemon. They're all kind of like fruit forward, delicious mm-hmm. seltzers, um, refreshing. And uh, yeah, they don't taste too healthy, so. No, no, the, the peach mango is my favorite, that one's good. Sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's kind of it, and thank you so much for having me on the pod. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. George. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Also, everybody for being a listener of the show, George has been kind enough to provide a 15% discount code, right? Yes, yep. sir, yes, sir, Elemental15. So. Yeah, so definitely check them out. You guys will not be sorry. It's a delicious drink. Like I said, to just have at any time. Um, I've even had it like when I'm working because it's a great nootropic, honestly. Um, and thanks for coming on to the show, George. Sweet. Really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. Right thanks, on. Man. All righty. Everybody, you know the motto of the show is do everything with good intentions and connect to your elements. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional. 